Are you motherfucking ready for the new shit? What's up, witches? We're back for another episode of Drunk and Uncultured. Hey guys, it's Lindsay. And Stephanie's here. And we have a special guest this week. So, to introduce yourself, say your name, your favorite piece of pop culture, and your favorite brewery. And something weird about you. Yeah. Alright. Hi guys, I'm Hannah. My favorite piece of pop culture. That is a tough question. Um... Can I pick like a certain person? Sure. Or does it have yeah. To be, like, whatever, no, whatever you want to pick. Whatever you want. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm gonna go with um, the boss himself, Mr. Bruce Springsteen. We will get into it later, friends. Do That's very your aesthetic too. It's very on brand. Um, my favorite brewery in Chicago is going to have to go to the number one love of my life, Beguile. Thank you guys. Yes. I love you. I will be giving the rest of my money to you until I die. <laughs> Um, and then one weird thing about myself. Yep. Something weird. I hate whipped cream. Is that weird? Sure. That can be, yeah. I've been told it's weird, so I'm going to go with that. Okay. Do you hate okay. Cool Whip or like, yeah. the, like the aerosol the can? Cool Whip or Ready Whip? Yes, both. Both. All, All right. of the above. <laughs> All of the above. Okay, cool. that's fair. That's a good answer. All yeah. right. Um, so just to give you guys some background real quick. You're going to be hearing uh, my air conditioner in the background because it's super loud and also super hot in Chicago. Yeah. Sorry, like, not sorry for that. It's in the 90s today and Lindsay doesn't have central air, so we're sitting next to the air conditioning unit. But that will go when we move in a month. Yeah. So yeah. only a few more episodes with Maybe the one more, yeah. Yeah. One, a few. I don't know. We tried to plan things out today, and it didn't work very well. We got distracted. We got very overwhelmed, too, with trying to plan things out. So I just wanted to do a quick welcome to Hannah. You've probably heard us shout out to her. Several times. times. Yeah. Hannah, probably one of our biggest fans. A huge fan of the (laughs) podcast. I'm honored to be on. Honored to be mentioned every time you guys give me a little shout out. Dude, I love it. I love hanging out with you. And then you're like, hey, listen to your episode today. It felt like I was hanging out with you, so... We're happy to have you. Thank you. We all, we love hanging out with you, so it's, it'd be fun to drink and talk about things, Um, because we're not going to intro the episode yet. We're We're just going to talk about some things, (laughs) talk about some events, we're going to talk about some some things first. Can we talk about people? And then we're going to talk about some more things later. So, this week, we are drinking Son of Juice from Maplewood. Happens to be... Probably my one of my favorites, if not like my favorite brewery in town. Uh, I love they're so cute in there. I do love Maplewood. I also just uh, love this beer is so good. I love Tony so much, and this is why. So I love we are buds with one of the Maplewood guys, and he has been bothering us to talk. I can't. <laughs> Hannah Sorry. is massaging her head with my head massager and basically having an orgasm. Feels real good, y'all. <laughs> Sorry, go on about Tony. I love Tony. So, we're buds with one of the Maplewood event guys. His name's Tony. Shout out to Tony. You probably don't listen to this. He follows our Instagram, and he's not quite figured out podcasts yet. He's, he's not been... really quite figured out Instagram either. Nope, but he sometimes <laughs> likes our posts. 
So, shout out to Tony. You've been bitching that we haven't been drinking Maplewood in the podcast. So, guess what? It's because now we are. It's because you haven't sponsored us yet, Maplewood. <laughs> Hashtag not a sponsor. <laughs> Hashtag definitely not a sponsor. Hashtag will probably never sponsor us. <laughs> so, Maplewood instead of juice is kind of like it's an it's, it's an, an IPA, hazy, but it's New an hazy IPA. IPA. And if you ever hang out with Steph and me and Hannah, or if you follow our Instagram, it's pretty much all hazy IPAs. Pretty much, yeah. Because that's so, what we love. So I'm reading the side of the can right now, and they give descriptions of the grains and Look, the hops, and it literally just says, juicy, juicy, juicy. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck does that mean? It's a juicy IPA. It also says a chip off the old hop. Where is, it's a wordplay. Chip off the old block? Yep. Exactly. Because it's, it's the sun of it's juice. The sun. Yeah. Oh, I, think I get it. That's, that's clever. <laughs> well, isn't juice pants another maple wood? Yeah, because like, there yeah, are because little juice little pants on here. Yeah. It's pants. Yeah, so I thought the so joke was there. It's called juice. the oh, name Son yeah. of Juice comes Son from of Juice Pants. Yes. I get it. I get it. I did not get that before. And I have drank a lot of Son of Juice, too. Did not get that. We gotta get back to Maplewood. That's we a good do. spot. We're gonna, I mean, when we move there, we'll be pretty close, so we can... Yeah, Rach, uh, a couple of our friends live right by Maplewood. Yeah. We drove by Dude, where they live today. Jenny and I were trying to move right there, remember? And you were like, get that apartment, Lindsay. Oh, yeah. Did oh, I yeah. I remember. We were, Steve and I went to Son of a Butcher by Whisk earlier yeah. today, and we were like... Oh, we're so close to Maplewood. All right, so we are drinking Maplewood. Um, you want to talk about what we've done in the last two weeks? I like guess we've... we should quickly say that it's Father's Day weekend, and this episode's not going to come out to like, early July. So like, what we've done is not really relevant, but we're going to tell you anyways. Oh, yeah, for sure. So the last time we recorded was right before Due Division. Yes. So I got wrecked at Due Division. We all did. And then we went to my friend's show yes. at Emporium, and I got more wrecked. Yeah. And then me and Hannah saw the podcast, How Did This Get Made? Yes, we did. Oh, I forgot that was in that the last was amazing. Um, it was incredible. Oh, we got to man. see Mr. Manzoukas, oh, Mr. Shear, and Miss June Diane Raphael. Raphael. It was wonderful. I they were funny. We laughed. Manzoukas. We cried. And we listened to Annie Lennox. How so beautiful is Manzoukas in person? The most beautiful. He, I love him so much. She's I so thought he was going to fall. He was like leaning back in his chair so I far. I thought he was going to fall in that chair. Manzoukas is so funny. Honestly, like one of my favorite characters in everything he cameos in. Oh, absolutely. And so he's in, if you watched and you've heard it, you've definitely heard me talk about The Good Place. He's in a good place. He plays a character named Derek, and I think it's so funny because his fa- my favorite line by him is Derek, Derek, Derek. <laughs> I say that to my Derek all the time. <laughs> Last weekend, Lindsay and I went down, trekked our ass down to Pilsen. It's a long trek too. To go to the second Friday art walk. We had a lovely time. We ended up at Beauty Bar. All of the Shocking. beer was free there, and it was ridiculous. Somebody you guys were drinking beer. like Rosa and shit too, right? Somebody like, handed me a beer, beer and I was like, this is uh, pretty. We had, I had Oberon. I had Centennial Hero. Yeah, I had so Oberon you. in that place. But somebody handed Dude, it to I me and I was like, I'm sorry, this is free? I don't have to pay for this? 
We were drinking wine. Yeah, we were. We yeah, we got like spiked lemonade. Oh, oh that place that had the spiked lemonade yeah. was so nice. I drank so much that day after, like, even when we went to Beauty Bar and was just like dancing to indie music. Yeah, we uh, went on indie night, so. It was fun. We understand you're a hater. It's fine. Oh. All right. Oh, Hannah's going to leave because she's the worst. I'm not. Also, not uh, last weekend, I went down to the Low Res First Anniversary Fest. Uh huh. So apparently, and I did not know this until I got there, their tap room has only been open for a year. Well, that makes so sense. So that was their, their one year. Anniversary. Thank no, you. but. Just gonna say it's that. their first anniversary. Well, they called it the anniversary fest. Excuse me, but it was their first one. Yeah, they so, called it the anniversary so fest, and year. it was their first birthday. And so we went. I don't. Is she the only one who missed this? I don't understand the confusion here. <laughs> it's me using too many words. That's yeah, <laughs> no, you are, but I don't understand what your confusion was. Their first anniversary for their tap room that's been open a year. That makes sense. Yeah. You've lost me. I'm sorry. Um, So I did. (laughs) I'm glad Hannah understands, like, the stupidity that's happening right now. No, I'm not. I'm not taking sides. I'm just here for the party. (laughs) So last weekend, I went down to Low Res for their anniversary fest. We went to Moody Tongue. We did went to Mars. I'm going back to Mars fucking tomorrow morning. Last night, I went to go see... You forgot what we did on Sunday. Oh, I apologize. We went back to the Pokemon pop-up bar on Sunday. Yep. And we were hanging out there with Joe and Michelle. Yep. Former Joe. Former Joe. Former guest Joe. Former Joe. We uh, then went to DMK and had amazing fries. Ooh, those angry fries were good. Those were so good. This Uh, week was pretty laid back. Yeah, I saw a show last night. Um, Steve and I went to go see Brick and Mortar play at Cobra Lounge, and that was awesome. And I've been to Cobra Lounge, and I did not know where the music venue was. And we walked in. I'm like, Steve, where the hell are we going? He goes... Stephanie, you've been here. How do you not know there's a music venue in here? I've been to Cobra Lounge. So I was there with you. So yesterday, former Joe and I and Derek went to go see Terrible Spaceship at Emporium Wicker Park. Um, I invited Joe and was like, dude, this is a band that like plays weird sci-fi music while playing sci-fi stuff in the background. Joe goes, oh, I think I saw them like four years ago. He did. He was like, there's only one band that does that, and it was Terrible Spaceship, and that yeah, was fine. Yeah, they play all the time in the area. Yeah, no, it was good. It was fine. Um, and then today, Steph and I went to replay again before Hannah came over, and we finally got all of our gym badges. All eight? All eight gym badges, and then the free drink that comes with that. You guys caught them all? We did catch, uh, we also caught them all, but that was a different time. Oh. We became the very best. That today. no one ever was. Yes. Although I hate you both. Where I'm sure. I hate you both. <laughs> so much. Um, and then tomorrow, Steph is going to Mars. I'm going to attempt to, not attempt to, I need to, finish editing an episode. So, tomorrow, uh, well, this weekend that we're recording, not the weekend you're hearing this, but no, the weekend Father's Day weekend that we're recording um, is Taste of Randolph 
and I am going to see everything, everything. I'm seeing them play tomorrow, so I've never seen them. It's going to be a good fucking time. So. She's going to freak out. Just a little bit. Probably yeah. not like the level that you're going to freak out when we see Ezra Miller on Monday. I'm going to freak out hardcore when we see Ezra Miller. I'm going to cry. He's so pretty. I also love this man so much. So I'm not going to be that level of freak out, no. but It'll be I'll be excited. Yeah. All right. So now that I think we've covered everything, you want to get into the episode? Yes. Let's do it. So it's Father's Day weekend, so we are talking about daddies. Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> we're not talking about daddies. <laughs> we're definitely not talking about We're talking about, about fathers. Not We're not Fa- even talking about, about fathers. About fathers. <laughs> I just really yeah. wanted to say that. It makes Stephanie uncomfortable. <laughs> Alright, so this weekend we thought we would talk about where our influence, our influences in pop culture came from. And what kind of inf- has influenced us into liking what we do like. Today, yeah. Yeah. And what... And kind of like the journey as well. Yeah. Yeah, I would say... Because I told you about mine, and you were like, you need to say that. Oh, yeah. For sure. You gotta say that. Let's start with, like, big ones, like Star Wars and Star Trek and things like that, and then we can move into segments. I like that idea. Let's do that. All right. Then you start. All right. So, um... Star Wars is huge, obviously, if you've been living under a rock. Um, oh, I, wait... What? I'm sorry. <laughs> I got into Star Wars because of my sister. Um, she bought like the original trilogy on VHS when I was like five or six and made me watch all of them. Um, and I did not understand what was happening, but she was super into it, so I wanted to be really into it because I thought she was cool. So I watched Star Wars with At her. At the time, you thought she was cool? I love my sister. Fuck you. Um, oh, I don't think my siblings are cool. Oh, so. I love my sister. We lived together for like three years. I fucking like outside of co- when I was in college. I fucking love my sister. She's I, cool you as hell. Love your my sister is cool as hell. Fuck you, Stephanie. I'm, I'm jealous. I wish I lived with my sister. My sister. Oh, it was you like, and your know, sister are like I lived close. I lived with my sister and brother in law for like <laughs> yeah. three years in college, and I loved it. It was so much oh, fun. Dude. It was like hanging out every day. Um... No, like, she influenced me into liking Star Wars. I really just watched it when I was younger and didn't understand what was happening. And then as I got, got older and we kept watching it, I was like, oh, this is actually good. I understand what's happening now. Um, so she was kind of who influenced me into Star Wars, and she got my parents into it. Um, so, yeah, that was that. My Star Wars one, or my Star, Star Wars story is a little bit different. My father's the one who got us all into Star Wars. He loved them when he was growing up. He always watched the movies. So when we were kids, every time a new movie would come out, he would take the three of us to the movie theaters together. Just the the four of us. It was my three siblings, my dad, and just watch them kind of as a family. My mom didn't give a shit about Star Wars. So she always was there. She uh, willingly stayed at home. (laughs) And it didn't, it was fun because it didn't matter what city we were in when the movies were coming out. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes we were back home in Virginia, sometimes we were in Maine. It always varied. So it was cool that it was that one thing that kind always stayed. Kind of tied you guys together. Yeah, yeah, always stayed constant. Yeah. I think for me, um, 
So my dad was like a teenager in the 70s. So he obviously was in the the direct target group for Star Wars. So my dad was a big sci-fi nerd, and he was into Star Wars, and I got my brothers into Star Wars. And then when I was a kid, the prequels were coming out. Oh, God, they were so bad. Not, I didn't say they were good. <laughs> they were so bad. But my earliest memory of Star Wars... I'm not going like, to lie, watched... I was very into Hayden Christensen. Ooh, oh, I'm still into I'm Hayden sorry. Christensen. So. Oh. I was very into him as Anakin. But, so I got into Star Wars... Because my dad got my brothers, who, for listeners that don't know me, my brothers are a lot older than I am. So, like, my brothers got into the original series, Mm -hmm. and then they were into when the prequels were coming out, and then I, by force, had no choice but to watch the movies with them. Because they controlled the TV because they were older, and then I realized that I really liked Hayden Christensen, and then that really (laughs) just got me into Star Wars. Um, so before we move on, I'm just going to give, like, a kind of, I guess, spoiler. None of the influences in my life have been my parents, and that's just because they're from the Caribbean, so they didn't really grow up in the culture that I grew up in. That's fair. So you'll notice that, like, I don't really talk about my parents too much in this, and it's just because they have, like, a completely different culture, um, that I grew up with, having been from the Caribbean and grown up in the Caribbean. So I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's an important yeah. distinction I kind of want to mention that. Like, yeah. Like, my parents and I are super different, and, like, they have different music tastes and movie tastes. Right. My dad loves Western movies for some reason, and I don't get it. And my mom <laughs> loves, like, Indian movies, like, from Bollywood. Oh, um, nice. And I don't like that. So, like, just want to mention that, that I don't really get a ton of interest from my parents. Um, every now and then there may be one or two, but it's really just me talking about my sister. And then important people in my life, like my brother-in-law yeah. and Derek, who have influenced me. Yeah. Um, so I do have parents. They just aren't. They just don't. We don't share interests. For those of you that are wondering about that, I feel like I'm kind of the opposite though because I've influenced my parents. Okay, here's in a lot my thing: things. if you listen to the podcast, you know that these two have described me as a f- dad bod chic. Dad bod chic <laughs> is what Lindsay calls me. Um, so it's not just that I dress like a dad, but. Daddy. I, I am. Dad. A, my personality <laughs> is that of a father. So I will mention my parents a yeah. lot. Conversely to you. Yeah. Um, no, I, I will talk about my parents a lot because. You just said the word conversely, and I don't think that's ever been mentioned. That's a we big don't use word. big words on this yeah. podcast. There's a first. <laughs> I, first um, I've noticed that like I influenced my parents a lot for mm-hmm. American culture. So like I got right. my parents into I got my my dad fucking loves like my Come Romance. <laughs> <laughs> I used to listen to it in the car, and he was like, "This is not terrible, Lindsay." I, I'll talk hilarious. about my influences on other people. Yeah, on my I'll talk about influences on my parents yeah. as we get to that point, like on the specific. Oh, area, like my like, dad growing up only drank Budweiser, and then as oh I started man. drinking beer, he would try like Yingling and like other accessible beers, Ugh. and be like, "This is so good! I don't have to drink Budweiser." No, no, I you don't, don't have to drink this shit piss water beer. beer. You don't Sorry. need to drink piss water beer. Are we allowed to talk about that? That's oh, you can say whatever you want. You can say whatever you okay. want. It's fine. Um, but yeah, like things like that. As growing up, my parents kind of broadened themselves to like American things and. Um, I definitely had an influence. I think having, that's like, super interesting that you've had your Americanized influence on your parents, where us, 
Hannah and I, being us, yeah, are we oh, got, got a lot my, of influences on our. Life I got my parents, parents into like the Beatles. Yeah, like they. That's right. crazy. Like they never had listened. Like my mom listened to like Michael Jackson and like pop music, and my my dad did too. But like it was more like. Caribbean soca, like reggae music, and then when they came here, um, or really went to Canada and then came here, I got them into like the Beatles and Led Zeppelin and just like the classics that your parents got you into. Right, yeah, right. I got them into because that's like that really was I like that, that like reverse role though. I well, think I that's mean, it's so interesting because they weren't American. Like they right. they came in like full-on Caribbean anyways let's keep going um so um while we're on the topic of Star Wars let's talk about the other big sci-fi star series series. yeah yeah so uh like I mentioned earlier my dad like was a teenager in the 70s so he was like the direct like the crowd that was the most into Star Trek and he's even made jokes to me like now that his favorite thing ever was Star Trek. Like he was that kind of nerdy when he was a teenager. Which is funny, because I'm super fucking nerdy as an adult, and I love it. But he got me into the original Star Trek series, like, as a kid. Like, any time it was on, we would watch it together. And so I've gotten very into Star Trek as an adult. Like, I didn't really care so much when I was a kid, but, like, watching back, I'm like, oh, I remember this. Oh, I really like this. Man, this is such a good show. Why was I not into this as a teenager? I love Star Trek. So, I want to say my mom actually got me into Star Trek. She found it on, like, TV one day while just flipping the channels and started watching it and loved it. Um, (laughs) she's such a parent thing. Yeah, she used to, like, try and make me watch it, and I thought it was terrible. Um, and then as I got older, I was like, oh, this is so good. This is funny. And this I eventually got not into great, but still funny. Yeah, I, because, I mean, George Decay was hilarious. He made the, ooh, him and Leonard Nimoy? Yeah, I, yeah. So I, I got into it because of that. Like, my mom, we used to have, like, family days in Canada where we would, like, sit together and watch TV. So we'd watch Xena and Hercules and then X-Files, um, not X-Files. We watch Star Trek. We'll talk about X Files. We'll talk about X Files. We used to watch Star Trek um, all together as a family. And like when I was grounded, it was the worst because they would watch it without me. With my sister, that was that was 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 your punishment. That was the punishment. Like I'd have to go to my room and like sneak out. I would. I would through the door. I would sneak out and like sit in the hallway and listen to it. (laughs) Um, And that was my punishment. See, I don't really have. So uh, my dad was big into the Star Wars franchise, but not so much the Star Trek franchise. Um, I'm actually not surprised. I bet your dad. I am not surprised. Yeah, I, he wasn't super into TV. He liked movies, but he also, like, hated sports. Also, he was, he was a weird character. There's a lot of, there's a lot of holes in that man's personality. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know how to explain him. <laughs> so, yeah, no, no real Star, Star Trek stories, um, that I have any connection to. I didn't, Do you like Star Trek now? Um, I've tr- I've tried to watch some episodes. Um, have you watched the movies? No. Okay. I, actually, that's a lie. I watched the first movie that came out recently with Chris Ooh. Pine. Chris um, Pine I enjoyed is a very it, pretty man. But, oh, he is. But it wasn't enough to really pull me in, and I think it's because I didn't have any see any I influence got, beforehand. I feel like so I, I got that's more the that I didn't into Star Trek after the new the movies came out. I agree the with that. Came out. 
and well, then you I had went, more influence in, sort in of, your like, background. I didn't really like it that much. I would just watch it to hang out. Yeah. Um, and stay up later than I should have been. Fair. Um, but the new movies are really good. I feel like they're really accessible. If you I didn't agree. watch the first one, then I can get why like, you weren't really into it. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I even, I watched the first one. I really enjoyed it, but just, like, it was never enough to bring me back into the entire Star Trek realm. Gotcha. Um, to There's a lot of the backstory. Movies, to continue are. watching the movies, A, and even B, to go watch and the rewatch series. the show. Yeah. So. That's fair. No, I agree with that. Like, it's, it's a lot. You have to have, like, that draw, like, that real interest to like, go back and watch the show. Right. And I think part of the reason I went back and watched the show as an adult is because Derek loves Star Trek. And when we started dating, like, he would go to sleep and, like, put the show on and fall asleep to that, and I would just, like, watch it. I'm like, damn, I didn't realize this was so good. Yeah. All good right. stuff. Next topic. You want to talk about music? I actually want to talk about... That's fine. Music's fine. No, if, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. I feel like we're on the nerd thing, yeah. so let's continue with, let's like, a nerd into, like, TV Harry show Potter. or a nerd movie. All right, yeah. How did you Potter. get... We're all Harry Potter fans. What's that? Who that? Fuck Who you, Hannah. <laughs> so, you goddamn Hufflepuff. I, I don't know. I, okay. I was just so, going to say, I think it's going to be important for this next part for us to introduce ourselves well, everybody in knows our us. houses. Okay. It's just you. It's just you. Stephanie and I are Gryffindor and Ilver okay. and uh, Thunderbird. Okay. All right, so My as name- we're doing this, give us your house, your, um... Just give us your house. Like, and then give us your Patronus. I don't yeah, remember curious. my Patronus. Um, All right, fine. Just, just give I- us your house. We'll work with it. My name is Hannah, again. And my, oh, house, is is a, my house is a Hufflepuff. Who it is? I am a Hufflepuff. I am proud to be a Hufflepuff. Derek's a Hufflepuff, too. I don't care who shits on it. Nobody and I don't it. exactly remember my Patronus, but I'm pretty sure it's a seal. Okay, well, that's cool. That's kind of cool. That's cool. I mean, it depends on what kind of seal. Hi, honestly. my name is Lindsay. You know who I am. I'm a Gryffindor. You know that. I have a bat. Patronus, because that's cool as fuck. Of course and as a one more time reminder, I am Stephanie. I am a Gryffindor. And my Patronus is a snowy owl. Cool. So, let's talk. We've done that. Yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> your I, I know. How old were you guys when you started reading the books? Eight? Seven? Eight? Third grade? Yeah. I'm going to share something with you guys. I was in second grade. If you so just, like, you're about to tell me you've never read the books. Have no, you never I'm read not. the I was <laughs> in. I, I started book one when I was ten. Okay. okay. I was forced to finish book one. Okay. And I did when I was ten. Do you not like Harry Potter? I didn't love it when I first picked it up. Oh, that's fair. As a... As a child being forced to read it, I'm not surprised. And I was being forced to read it. My sister was reading it. She was three years older than me, and she loved it. So she very much was the driving force behind me being made to read it. My parents also were like, okay, this kid probably could read another book or two in her life. (laughs) Make her read it. (laughs) Um, But until I was probably 16, I didn't pick up another book. Okay. I That's fair. had kept up with the movies every time they were released. I was love, in love with the franchise in that sense. And then I got to, honestly, my 16th birthday, and my sister sat me down and basically said, you're not allowed to see any more movies until you catch up 
Honestly, and you read the books. And honestly, I, I think, think it was that, that it was, was a good conversation. It was the best yeah. thing that's ever happened. I love to your me. sister. I love <laughs> you so, will, like I was six when I started reading the books. My sister and I we were in Canada at the time, and we went to the mall. And my sister found like a three pack of the books and was like, "Oh, I've heard really good things about this. I'm gonna buy them." So she bought the first three books. Because your sister source. is what three? Six. Oh, she's six, six years, years older than you. So she would have been like. Actually, I think, maybe, yeah, she's probably 12, 13. Okay. And, like, in Canada, super safe. We just yeah. went to the mall. My parents no, would drop us no, off. No, that's not what I was going um, for, but it okay. Was a, it was the 90s, so nobody gave a shit about their kids. That's also true. Um, so we were at the mall. My parents had given her some money, and she bought them because she had heard good things about it. And um, she was like, you know, I, you should read it. I'm going to read it first. Gave me the first book after she was done. She was like, this is so good, Lindsay. You need to read it. It took me two years. So I would read it, like, read two chapters, not be interested in it, quit. Five or six months later, pick it up again, start over, just not very interested in it. Eventually, I think I got to a point where I was like, I'm just going to fucking sit here, push myself through it. I think I was eight, eight at the time when I yeah. finally, like, pushed myself through it and, like, forced myself to read chapters of it. And then eventually I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. Got to the second book. Same thing happened. Read, like, two or three chapters, quit for a year. Read another two or three chapters, like, quit. It took me about a year and a half to get through that one. We, I got through it during a camping trip. Um, and, like, in the car, I was forced myself to read it, and I got through it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. Why did it take so long? Got through the third book in, like, three days, because it was so good. Uh, also, the third book's my favorite, as you probably already know. Obviously, We're well aware. Everyone should feel that way. Um, and then the fourth book I got through, because, like, by the time I had, so by the time I had finished the third book, the fourth book was out, and I actually bought my sister the fourth book for her birthday in Canada. My parents, I saved, I, I bought it for her myself, and, like, as a kid, I feel like it cost me $40. Obviously, it did not cost me $40, but my allowance was a toonie at the time, so if you're not Canadian, it's, Damn, your what? allowance was a toonie? What does that mean? It's a $2 coin. That was your allowance? I was eight. I didn't get an allowance, so I don't know why I'm saying that. So I was eight. My allowance was a toonie. And my parents would be like, oh, if you do the dishes, we'll give you another toonie. Because they knew what I was saving up to buy. I hate this name for this. A toonie? Because the dollar is called a loonie. Stop it. No, it's not. Yes, it is. And it's because there's a a loon on the coin. I love loons. Yeah, there's a loon on the coin, and they call it a loony, and they call it toonie and toonie because it's two loonies. One time I fucked a guy whose last name was toonie. We can cut that out of the podcast. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. But Anyways. That's why it's throwing so me out. So my parents, um, they, like, I told them when I was, like, when I was saving up for it, and, like, they were like, why aren't you buying anything with your money? It's like, oh, I want to buy my, like, I want to buy Leandra the book when it comes out for her birthday. So I was saving up toonie by toonie every week. <laughs> And they were eventually like, you know, you're not going to have enough money. I'm, I'm sure that they were thinking this, that I'm not going to have enough money. So they are like, oh, if you do the dishes, we'll give you an extra toonie this week. And so they were giving me, like, chores to do to give me extra money so I could buy my sister the book. And eventually we went to Indigo, which is the bookstore there. It's like Barnes & Noble's. Um, what's the other? Like, Books a Million? Is that the other one? Where I grew up, we had a thing called Borders. 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 So Indigo is like... Which is bankrupt now. Books a a Million was a a New England thing. Well, they had all those in Florida. Indigo Chapters is what they're called. Uh, It was like the Borders. Okay. Barnes and Nobles, whatever. Um, And it's like a huge store. So we went there, and I like shelled out a bunch of toonies and bought her the book. 
it was always our thing. You know, she took me to go see the movies. It was, we went, she'd buy the books, and I would read them after she was done. It was, like, me and her, and we always, it was, Harry Potter was our thing. We always did the movies together. It's very cute. Yeah, yeah, that was, like, right. uh, that was kind of, like, how our relationship got built and how we became close as we, like, grew up. Yeah. Very similar. My sister and I were very similar in that. Because once I had that turning point where she was like, you're not allowed to see any more movies until you actually read the books. You have to catch up. And then you have to read the new book before you can see the new movie. Yeah. Um, but I think our our relationship was very much founded on yeah. Harry Potter in that yep, sense. Same. Um, My parents got into Harry Potter because of us, too. And, like, when the books came out, it, there would be an order of who got to read it, and my dad was always last. So it was, like, <laughs> my sister, then me, and eventually it got to me, then my sister, because I read faster than everybody else, so, like, they let me read it first, because I'd finish it in a day or two days. Um, and then my mom, and then my dad. And my dad's favorite character was Dobby, and he would oh, talk no. about Dobby all the time, and he straight up was like, fuck this book, and they can't believe they killed him. Same. At the end. <laughs> he was so angry. Like, Dobby is so sweet. Why would they kill him? So, I kind of got into Harry Potter, like, on my own. So, like, obviously, I have two brothers that are quite a bit older than me. And they, even today, do not give a shit about Harry Potter. Yeah, because you buy your niece and nephew, like, the books, don't you? Or I don't niece, have niece. nephews. I have, nephews. I have five nephews. And I, I am the one buying nephews. them the books today. Yeah. So it's me and Steve are like the cool aunt and uncle that are buying the Harry Potter books. <laughs> so I got into Harry Potter through like a book. I mean, I'm sure it was through like a scholastic book fair back in the day. And you can't see it, but Hannah is making like a hand I gesture where she is like, yes. I know all about that scholastic book fair. That was like read, the joy uh, of elementary school. What they called? Bailey School Kids. Oh, hell yeah. I what? love Bailey School Kids. They were like about fantastical things, but like they were regular school, they were regular like kids, like elementary kids, and they would be like, vampires, vampires don't wear polka dots. Yeah, and like witches don't do backflips. Like they thought like people. They thought their teachers were all, like, paranormal. Yeah. Anyways. It's like a child. Isn't it like the Wayside School is falling down? Similar, Similar. but it's Bailey School Kids. Yeah. Okay. Let me get back to my Harry Potter story. Yeah, sorry. You keep looking that up. Yeah. Um, But so I got into it on my own, and then I just kind of kept reading it, and then I stopped reading it after the fourth book. For a couple of years. So, like the fifth, sixth, and seventh book had come out, and I had not gotten around to reading them or seeing the, the movies. Uh huh. But then, um, like after the seventh book had come out, my, like my school was doing like a reading challenge where like if you read all of the books and could answer yep. these questions about the books, you could get like bonus points for like extra recess time. I don't remember. But so I read the final three uh-huh. books like as soon as I possibly could. Like as fast as I could. So my school did something similar to like my elementary school where like if you took quizzes you got points. Yeah. And, like those points got you a shirt or like if a certain amount of people in your class hit that threshold you got like a pizza party or like Right. An extra no, that, lot. that was what it was. Yeah. So that was that except we did it in and middle school because obviously like 
Yeah, we did an elementary. Harry but like, Potter came out. Depending on how long the book was, yeah. it was how many points. So Harry Potter, right. if you read all of the books, it was worth like 400 points. Right. And so that could I, get you like the threshold. So I didn't read the, the fifth book until I was like 13. And then I read the last three like as soon as they came out. And yeah. then saw the films and whatnot. But I didn't get like super into it until I was an adult. Like, rereading it as an adult, I think... Because I had, I didn't have someone, like, influencing me yeah. to read it beyond, like... Because your, your school program older than you. Yeah. yeah. So they didn't give like a shit. Significantly, yeah. yeah. So right. Harry Potter was, like, a me thing through school. And, like, I can tell you guys right now, my boyfriend has never read the books. So Whoa. I can tell you right now, Derek has only read up to the third book. He's struggling to get through it and I don't get why he and just doesn't read. Steve will not read it because he had an elementary school teacher that forced him to read it and he hated going through that experience so it like traumatized him yeah. in the books. Mm. I get that. So I feel like I actually, about some classic novels yeah. so I understand the feeling. So that I had like a similar experience where it delayed me finishing the books and like finishing my interest in it but man my interest as an adult like rereading it now mm. I'm like god damn it I reread it like every other year yeah I actually got Derek into Harry Potter he so his old roommate had taken him to go see the movies before he saw, uh, saw or read the read books, the books. Um, but he saw like the last movie first so like oh part, my god Deathly Hallows part 2 he saw was the first movie he saw and he had no idea what was happening first of all I was going to say first of all confusing yeah but then he eventually watched all of them and then I took him to Harry, uh, to Universal uh, actually Islands of Adventure where back Hawk, in the day Hogsmeade where Hogsmeade yeah and he was just like this is fucking amazing I love this and he started reading the books alright so we're going to move into my favorite topic which is a shocker to absolutely no one um Let's talk about our musical influences. Cool, and you want to start? I can. It might take a little bit, but right, I let's can go, start. Let's just have you like interject until we get into your like full topic then, so it doesn't right. take as long. Alright, so I um, my main music tastes are like grunge music and pop punk, like pop indie. And for me, like, pop punk kind of came from, like, middle school. One of my really good friends, like, forced me to listen to something corporate, uh, Good Charlotte, uh, Bowling for Soup. All right, so quick time out. Is Bowling for Soup, are they bowling on behalf of soup, or are they bowling to earn the soup? I like to think that they're bowling to earn the soup. <laughs> they're bowling to All earn right. the soup. That's the right, way absolutely. I always considered it. All right, go on. Uh, but he got me into, like, that kind of style of music. And then from there, I got into, like, Fall Out Boy and, like, Art for Sleep and just, like, general pop punk. Pop punk. Um, from there, pop indie came from my brother-in-law. Um, he introduced me to the vaccines, like, cult. He, oh, uh, Franz yes. Yeah. So yes! We got tickets to go to Bonnaroo, and he made this, like, huge playlist of just different bands going to Bonnaroo that we had never heard of. And, like, the vaccines and Walk the Moon before they became big. Um, he got me into Tame Impala. He got me into Foles, which is my favorite band. Um, we just, like, we had all these bands that we tried out and we listened to that, like, got us, like, got me into pop indie or indie pop. Um, 
grunge is literally because of Derek. So Smashing Pumpkins are one of my favorite bands. And he actually full-on introduced me to Smashing Pumpkins, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Foo Fighters, Dave Matthews. <laughs> Meaning Pearl... By Dave Matthews, I mean Pearl Jam. Um, so, like, a lot of my... Also Dave Matthews, though. Also Dave Matthews. A lot of my music tastes for, like, heavier, like, actual alternative are from Derek and my brother-in-law um, introducing me to that when I, like, was 18, 20-ish and making me go to, like, festivals and shows. Like, my brother-in-law got me in the Flaming Lips. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one to get be brought into the fam. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's where, like, my music tastes come from. Mine is, like, a total 180. <laughs> um, my music taste... <laughs> Um, is completely, is completely from my parents, for yeah. sure. Um, I mostly listen to classic rock, I listen to a lot of You listen to outside of right. what your parents listen I li- to. Well, a lot of it, like, if we're gonna blanket term it, it's gonna be classic rock. I do listen to lots of, like, older funk and R&B and, like, soul music. So my mom, for example, my mom was... And still is to this day such a big Earth, Wind, and Fire fan. Shocker. So, like, the reason... <laughs> I know. The reason that I am such a big EWF fan is, like, because my mom will, like, consistently tell you stories when she bought a specific album when she was in college in rural Virginia, and she has stories of her playing... Her and her roommates playing these records when they first came out in her dorm... And just the sound reverberating through the entire quad of the, I don't know, these new albums. And it's like, it's it's soul-quenching music that just, like, paired with your parents' experiences with it when they were your age, when they were in their 20s, and, like, living their best lives in college, probably having a beverage or two. Like, it's, it's great to hear those stories reiterated while you're listening to something that you love and enjoy. Um... It's interesting I mean, to hear their stories, too, like, while yeah. you're going through that and hearing, like, you know, while they're drinking and listening to music, what we drink and listen to music. Yeah. Right. Like, like how different it is, too. Exactly. Or how, at least or in, how my, similar in, my, in my case, yeah. it's, like, how similar. Because I, of course, I listen to newer music that's released now, yeah. but I have no sort of uh, frame of reference for the music that's been released in the past. Yeah two years than I have for the music that's been released 20 years prior. I would agree with that. I'm in a similar space where you are, where I listen to a lot of music that came out 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, for me, the music that came out, like, 30 years ago, I listened to because of my brother-in-law, because of Derek. Yeah. Because, like, they got me into Zeppelin, they got me into the Beatles. Right. I got into The Cure by myself, I think. Um, that's a good so one like, to I get into in, on your own. I got into The Cure yeah. partially because of The Academy Is covering... Or, like, doing songs that were similar to The Cure, and not they, they don't sound similar, but they talk about them a lot in their songs, and I would listen to, like, The Cure. Well, I think I think out. new artists, talking about older artists, is a great way to introduce newer generations yeah, that like, might not know yeah. any, any no, like other way. Has had a song and introducing called, them. Um, His Girl Friday, mm-hmm. and that got me into The Cure. Right. Um, and then, like... Well, my sister got me into this band called Amberlynn, and they covered Oh, God, the you were an Amberlynn fan? Listen, it was like when I was still listening to pop punk. 
I was, even when I was into pop punk, I did not like Amberlynn. Right, we listened to Amberlynn a lot, and I got my friends into Amberlynn, and... They that covered, got you into the Smiths. Yeah, they covered the Smiths, and it got me into the Smiths. Um... I am here for any band that introduces you to it. Yeah, like, so, Especially, like, I, I agree. So my my so first for me, experience, actually, with the Smashing Pumpkins was the Academy Is, because they cover Mayonnaise. Uh, and there, there was, like, an entire, like, cover album of just Smashing Pumpkins that a lot of pop-punk bands did, like, contribute tracks to, and that got me to, like, I listened to the Pumpkins and didn't love it initially, because I was just like, oh, this isn't as good as pop-punk bands. Um, and then, like, Derek got me into the pumpkins, and I was like, oh, well, no, my taste, my taste is ob- have obviously changed, and I love the pumpkins now. I mean, I don't love Billy Corgan, but I love the pumpkins. Right. All right, so I grew up with my dad, who was a teenager in the 70s, and he got Wait, me... You, you grew up with your dad? Yes. Your dad was part of your influences? Correct. So... He got me into bands that were big. Yes. I'm ignoring you because I hate you. (laughs) And now you're massaging your head. It's great. Um, I mean, I have like 20 minutes to listen to. So, so my dad got me into bands like Fleetwood Mac. Oh, the chain. My dad actually this day owns like the big Fleetwood Mac albums. You know what I love by... Fleetwood Mac. What? Smashing Pumpkins covers of them. Oh, God. Alright. So, my dad, my dad got the, the three bands I think my dad had the most influence on me listening to were Fleetwood Mac, Electric Light Orchestra, <laughs> and then my dad is the number one reason I am a David Bowie fan. That's oh, fair. that's almost too perfect. So I, for those of you listening that don't already know, I have a David Bowie tattoo that I got shortly after he passed. That's the David Bowie tattoo? That's not the Flash? It's also not the Gatorade logo, which I've what, been asked about. What you can't see is that currently Steph <laughs> is lunging across the table trying to choke Lindsay out. <laughs> but we'll continue. Oh yeah, no, I'm just fucking with her. <laughs> <laughs> but... So like that, going, getting, being, growing up listening to that got me into the new wave scene, which is probably almost like a got bigger scene for me. That got her into new division. I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> which is probably more of what I listen to now. I mean, yes, I listen to a lot of David Bowie, and he's had a huge influence on my life. But he influenced my taste. In the new wave scene, which Hannah can agree is the best scene. It's the best scene. It's the most formative and the most important. Stop using big words. You don't know what they mean. It's the one that means the most to your years developing (laughs) as a young human being. So formative. Formative. Look it up. So, my dad's taste led me into my new wave tastes today. But then my brother was a part of that group in Detroit that was a part of the, um, like, the White Stripes underground fan base. So as the White Stripes were growing in popularity, my brother introduced... My brother was still living at home when the White Stripes became popular. And he got me into that alternative scene, which got me into, like, the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's. 
Interpol, France Ferdinand, like later down the line. I was gonna say my so between me being into the new wave thing, then my brother getting me into the alternative thing now, which has led me to kind of where I am now musically. Um, the one thing I do want to say is one of my favorite bands, I think I grew into liking, and I hate to say this because I know he's gonna like take a lot of credit for this. He doesn't listen to this podcast, so it doesn't matter. Yes, he he actually does. Does he now? He does. Shout out to Steve. Thanks for listening. Um, I am into Portugal the Man only because <laughs> Steve got me into them. I oh, had no I know idea. This fact. I've it's, always known you've been into honestly, them. Honestly, it's kind but... of surprising to me. and It's really surprising me because I found out about Portugal the Man apparently before Steph did. I did not. I, I actually, I found out name. about the vaccines before Steph did too. Like yeah, you did. Stop. Because like I've seen, I saw the vaccines at Bonnaroo in 2013. That's what I found out. I about didn't them. know who they were until like 2015. And I saw um, Portugal the Man in 2014. I saw Portugal the Man in 2014. That didn't make sense. That did not make any sense. I'm saying too many words too fast. I apologize. I saw Portugal the Man in 2014 with Derek and like my brother-in-laws who got me into them. That's Every the first now, time I saw them. It was 2014. Were you, you just said 2015. No, I said the vaccines I got oh, into in 2015. 2013 maybe is when I saw, I don't know, it was some shaky knees. It's the first shaky knees I went to. The first, por- the first time I ever saw Portugal the Man was Lollapalooza in 2014. Okay. That sounds right. I'm pretty sure Shaky Knees yeah. comes before Lollapalooza, so I actually found out it does. Technically, Shaky so, Knees does come before so Lollapalooza. I saw Portugal the Man before Stephanie. That's like my claim to fame right now. <laughs> <laughs> but how many times have you seen them? Oh, not that many. Oh, but I don't care that many. There We're gonna compare. I've seen full there seven times. I've seen Portugal the Man. This you know, this Lollapalooza will be seven times. Yes. Yeah. When Foles tours again, I'm going to see him every time I can, because you know I love me some Foles. But how many times have you guys seen Bruce Springsteen? Zero. Zero, because I don't care. Because I'm not a daddy. Fine. Fair. The one thing I do want to say, beyond my, like, alternative thing, is I'm not really sure how I got into my rap tastes. I don't know that I have a direct influence Beyond the interwebs. I get that too because I don't know why, like, Vince Staples and. Oh, I know why you. Well, I mean, I don't know where that comes from because it's very different than anything I like. Because I, like, growing up in high school, like, I never was into the rap game. And, like, I never really liked any of that music. And, uh, like, Vince Staples and Kendrick and Tyler and um, Run the Jewels, like, they're very different from the music I listen to right now. So I get that completely. Like, it's just kind of out of nowhere that I like that stuff. Yeah, I would say the same. I'm not really sure where that influence comes from. I mean, one day something came up on the web where it was like, run the jewels too. And I was like, shit, all right, cool, I'll listen to this. And I have been like a run the jewels groupie level almost since then. I've seen them, like, I saw them three times last year. See, I think I... I grew up in an area, I grew up just outside of Washington, D.C., in Virginia, and I grew up in an area that was very, like, just very diverse, 
naturally. I loved living there. Um, I actually had, like, what I call reverse culture shock going to college because there were too many white people. <laughs> um, but I think that's where, like, my love of hip-hop music started was because I was around so many different groups of people and introduced to so many different types of music just through my high school experience alone. See, I um, went through something similar, though. Like, I grew up in South Florida where there's... Right a ton of different culture and very little white people. Mm -hmm. And, again, going to college was, like, a culture shock, but that did not influence... Like, I, the music I was listening to, listening to was the minority at that point. Like, people were listening to, like, reggae and hip-hop and, like, rap, mm -hmm. but that's not what I was listening to. So, like, it's weird to see, like, the different yeah. experiences because, like, I grew up with it, but I didn't like it, and eventually, like, my taste changed and I liked it. Yeah. I mean, I my, would say mine was very situational. So, like... I grew up with lots of lots of the rap that I grew up with was kind of drill rap, so it was kind of like a call to arms. It was all about um, like lots of lots of drill rap is about violence and right. connected back to the to the neighborhoods that these artists grew up in, mm -hmm. which very obviously I had no connection to. But right. that's the that's the type of thing that's the type of rap music that was played in. The area that I grew up in and with the friends that I was close with. Um, but it's not necessarily the music that I had listened to all the time. So I, like, I grew up with my parents playing Bruce Springsteen and Jimmy Buffett and Earth, Wind, and Fire. And, like, those things so, like, that were more rock. formative for me. Like, Bruce Springsteen is not Yacht Rock. Bruce Springsteen is definitely Yacht Rock. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, like... It was, it was interesting to grow up with those types of musical influences, and then when I went to high school, to have a totally different type of musical influence, and I thoroughly enjoyed both, and I think both were, like, super important to the way that I had reintroduced myself into music after I was an adult, and, like, started listening, listening to more things once streaming was available, and everything became more readily available at that point, and... I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of changed my entire listening since then. But I almost feel like you missed the emo phase. Yeah, I feel my, like I I complete I agree completely. So I had a very quick amount of time and it was like eighth grade to ninth grade. It was very specific like to those two years. I listened to All Time Low, We the Kings. And like fucking like the Snow Patrol, which is like I know that's not that. emo. That's I know it's not. I know Are it's not. Are you not gonna name My Chemical Romance? No, because I, I didn't like My Chemical. Romance. I'm sorry. What? So mine was like stu I hers I, was We the Kings and Snow Patrol. She I know. thought was her emo face. I thought that was my. Emo I listen emo to face. Snow Patrol now. Can I do mine now? Yes. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's our world. Our world, and you're just living. Yeah. In God here. damn it, you guys. Well, Lindsay likes to call me Dad Bod Chic, but just playing into my own character, um, the most influential people in my music taste have been my parents. So, I mean, I mean, we're just gonna dive right into it. My let's favorite artist. Let's just let's just do it. My favorite artist of all time is Bruce Springsteen. So, 
my both of my parents I grew up very heavily influenced my mom was a huge Springsteen fan my dad was a huge uh, Jimmy Buffett fan no way your dad was a Jimmy Buffett fan none of you here that are listening to this podcast know my father my father rocks a Hawaiian shirt six out of seven days of the week he drinks a shower beer every time he takes your a shower your dad sounds Awesome. My dad is a cool person, and I try to emulate him. She has a cool dad. In every every matter of I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. He's a cool mom. My dad is a cool mom. (laughs) I want to hang out with your dad now. He's awesome. Um, But, like, my parents are the reason that they have the musical choices and the musical opinions that I have. Um, The reason I'm so into Bruce is because of my mom. And Bruce Springsteen is known as, like, America's working class man. He's from the slums of New Jersey. His parents had nothing. He worked his ass off his whole life, and he's always just had a hard life. And um, I think one of my favorite things about him is that he wrote his own uh, he wrote his own book, and that I haven't even finished that. I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan myself, and I have not been able to finish that book because it is so fucking depressing. Because his life was hard as shit. It's, he's, that man has just lived through a lot. Um, but he sings about American struggle. He sings about, like, not being able to afford rent and getting a girl pregnant when you're in high school in New Jersey. Like, it's, it's just like, he sings about real matters that people actually face and... He's relatable. And he's very relatable. It's in the most approachable way. And the fact that Bruce Springsteen became so popular in the 60s as a white man and, like, singing about struggles that the normal human faces and not just, like, Billy Joel, who was like, we didn't start the fire. It's hard. We didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world's been turning. We just had this conversation. I do want to note that, like, I have only ever heard one Bruce Springsteen song. Right. So, like, it's kind of interesting to learn this from you, that he did, like... My opinion of Bruce Springsteen is kind of like Jimmy Buffett and, like, Billy Joel, where, like, they're white men that were probably, like, middle class. Like, I, I don't know this, obviously, and it's not true, but, like, I didn't think that they would sing about struggle, and it's kind of cool to hear about, like, how Bruce Springsteen did struggle and... Yeah, I mean, it's it's very cool to hear him sing about it. And even, like, in his book, he talks about, like, growing up in the middle of nowhere, New Jersey, where his parents did nothing for him, and everything that he did was selling his, selling, literally, like, selling lemonade on the side of the street and, like, find, scraping to work every job he could for every cent that he could make so that he could buy a $15 guitar. And play that guitar in the room that he had above the kitchen in his parents' room, or in his parents' house, and his dad would hate the sound of his guitar, so his dad would open the vents in the kitchen and smoke them out. Just like, like, this man is... Is working for your dream. Truly working for his dream. Yeah. And he's never stopped doing it, and he's the artist that I will say from... He is the only artist that I think I have ever loved as a middle school kid to the adult that I am now at 25 years old. He has had the most impact on me. 
in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I have seen uh, more of his shows than any other shows. I have seen, I've been to five Bruce Springsteen concerts. All of them, or I'm sorry, four out of the five I have been in the pit, which those of you who know me is like a, big a feat in yeah. and of itself because yeah, I really. need a concert seat. Um, yeah. I cannot be amongst the masses. Um, but this is a man who I have seen up close and personal. I've seen him far away. I've seen him with the most important people that are in my life. And for that reason, like, I think that he is the most important artist, the most important pop culture icon in my life that definitively, I think, has... I I I find that super interesting. Yeah? Because the most important pop culture icon in my entire life... I have never seen David Bowie. Yeah. Yes. And I don't know anyone personally that has ever gotten to see him. My parents, my dad got married at 18. Mm -hmm. So, like, they, and my mom was pregnant at 18. So, like, they could never afford to go to concerts. Like, my, the, the last concert I know my parents went to before my brother, my brother Chris was born was the Beach Boys. And they See, went for next to nothing. I think that's interesting is to like have an, such an influential musical artist that you've never seen. Like, you know, I was telling Stephanie this earlier, but mine is Andrew McMahon. Yeah. Of Something Corporate, Jack's Mannequin, Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen him, granted, I've never seen him in like the most influential band that, something for corporate, me, yeah. Something Corporate. Um, but I've seen him, and it's it's weird. It's not weird, I guess. It's kind of, like, hard to imagine having that, but never having met them or having heard, seen them live. We it's, were real deep, but now we're going to get real uh, fucking loose. We're going to waste away in Margaritaville. We are going to waste away <laughs> because, guys, my second... It's the only reference I know. It's, I mean, it's the... I'm Honestly, it's the most. I know she's in heaven. Okay, paradise. so paradise, not heaven. Whatever. Get, get yourself right. I don't. It doesn't fucking. All right, matter. guys. So Lindsay has described to you all that I am a father in a twenty-five-year-old female's body, and that is very much a fact. Um, I mean, I also you're yeah. wearing a friendship bracelet. But like that, my father and I bought together. He has the same one on his wrist. So like, <laughs> you're like we're a daddy. still playing into this. Your daddy would like not in a bad way. Thank you. I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt right now. Uh, I wore it specifically for this podcast. <laughs> anyway. Dad bod chic. Dad bod chic. Really playing into it. Okay, so my first Jimmy Buffett concert was in utero. My mother oh, was wow. pregnant for with my twin brother and I. We've already talked about the fact that my parents were, uh, were, are, still are, very white, old human beings. Um, so, my, I grew up with both my parents being devout Jimmy Buffett fans. And I know that Jimmy Buffett does get a lot of heat for, um, being a shitty artist and lots of Jimmy Buffett is Yacht Rock. Correct. Okay. Uh, okay, fine. Um, On boats. I don't like to call it Yacht Rock. But it's but definitely Yacht Rock. I do want to say this. 
about my interpretation of Jimmy Buffett before anyone else gives theirs. Jimmy Buffett has effectively combined the different genres of country, rock, pop, some Delta blues, and also R&B. So, like, call it what you may, but honestly, if you are listening to the music and, like, giving it a good listen, elements from each of those types of music are prevalent in Jimmy Buffett's music. Here's my thing. Everybody gives Jimmy Buffett lots of shit, but he is actually, he started as a country musician first in Nashville, Tennessee, and all of his roots come from country and from Delta Blues and... Like, actual folk music. So those people who say that he's no more than, like, a drunk beach artist, I see it based on some of the lyrics that he has, but, like, but if that's all you're saying, then bad. you don't listen to all of Jimmy Buffett's music, which is fine, but that's, that's my argument for it, and I'm not, I shouldn't get any deeper than that, because... That's a really good argument. That's more of an argument that I've ever heard someone give towards Jimmy Buffett ever. How did you get into the Foo Fighters? Because you and I share that relationship, seeing as that we're going to see the Foo Fighters together. So I'm going to see the Foo Fighters just the day after. No, but like, Um, I want to understand the radio. Yeah, that's how she got into the Foo Fighters. No, actually, this was um, in total spite. Of my parents, I got into the Foo Fighters. So I was a freshman in high school. It was in, in two, it was in two thousand and eight. My sister was a senior in high school, and she had her driver's license. And we had this old shitty minivan, and she was going to Best Buy one day, and I wanted her to drive me as well, so that I could go with her. Yeah. She's like, you don't need to go to Best Buy. Why do you need to go to Best Buy? What are you going to get? And honestly. I had heard the Foo Fighters on the radio a few times, and out of spite, flipped through the Best Buy, um, like, catalog that had come out that Sunday, and Echo, Silence, Patience, and Grace had come out that month. And she was like, why do you need to go? Like, tell me what you are going to buy, and I will drive you to Best Buy. And I said... I'm going to buy this Foo Fighters CD, Echo, Silence, Patience, and Grace. Nice. It was in 2008. I bought the CD. And <laughs> so started the decade-long saga obsession with the Foo Fighters, with Dave Grohl. Um, after I started listening to that, once I listened to that CD, I completely fell in love with the band, and I listened to all of their older music. I went back and bought all of their older CDs, I listened to all of the Nirvana songs and albums that had come out before that. And, of course, I had come to realize that Dave Grohl was a Northern Virginia kid, which is the same area that I grew up in. So, made the obsession grow even more. Um, But ever since then, I've just been completely obsessed for, to to put it safely, (laughs) not to put it mildly, Completely obsessed, um, and I've been to, I mean, I've been to five Bruce shows, I've been to four Foo Fighters shows, so, like, those are the two groups that I've seen the most often, and the two that I think mean the most to me. So, we just kind of stopped recording. Yeah, we just hit end and didn't record an outro. So. This is the outro. This is 
I almost made a joke about the outro. So. <laughs> I was thinking that the whole time, actually. Sorry, I actually dropped your headphones. I'm going to leave this in the ground so I don't knock them over again. They'll probably fall again. Yeah, no, I was actually thinking, like, this is the outro song. song. Outro song. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Um, so, thanks for listening. Yep. Stay tuned for Derek's final thoughts. And... Stay weird. See you soon. So, uh, growing up in Tennessee, I listened to a lot of country music when I was a kid because that's what my dad was into. And he would always would go to the flea market <clears throat> and buy Hank Williams Jr. cassette tapes. So I pretty much listened to a lot of that growing up until my brother bought me uh, Pearl Jam 10 when it came out. Uh, and then that completely changed everything. Um, my first two actual CDs he gave me uh, were... Uh, Spend Doctors, A Pocket Full of Kryptonite, and Stone Temple Pilots Core. So that's like right around the time that <clears throat> I evolved from just listening to uh, country music to listening to like rock and stuff like that. So, you know, those albums I just mentioned, and then Led Zeppelin, Houses of the Holy, and, and Dark Side of the Moon, and stuff like that. So, uh,. My brother's pretty much responsible for my musical taste beyond the uh, shittiness that was uh, early 90s country music. My first show was Kenny Rogers, uh, courtesy once again of my parents. Uh, I think I might have been 10. Uh, we went to Chattanooga, Tennessee and saw them saw him play at the Tivoli Theater, I believe. Uh, which was actually kind of awesome because he had a fucking laser show, uh, which I did not expect. But um, cool fact about Kenny Rogers is before he was Kenny Rogers, uh, that everybody knows, like the gambler, he was actually uh, Kenny Rogers in the fifth edition, um, which is everybody knows a Kenny Rogers in the fifth edition song. It's uh, on the Big Lebowski soundtrack. It's the... I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. Mm -hmm. That's uh, that's Kenny Rogers back in his psychedelic days, which is pretty awesome. Uh, I have no idea if he played that song when I saw him. I seriously doubt it. Uh, but he did have a laser show, which was mind-blowing as like a 10-year-old. Uh, these days, as far as what I listen to, is I, I don't really have a good answer for that because it's it's a little bit of everything. Uh, I still listen to, like, Soundgarden on a regular basis. Um, I've been listening to a lot of... I don't know the genre, but whatever, um, like, Washed Out and Wild Nothing are. I listen to a lot of that lately. Um, God, I think... I mean, that's really all I listen to right now. I think I've just burned myself out of everything else. Uh, and then Foles and Tame Impala. I listen to that stuff a lot. 
getting into how I got into all the newer stuff is either usually by accident or somebody uh, plays it while I'm near. So uh, my friend Russell is responsible for me getting into Foles. Um, he played some of the songs off Holy Fire when it came out, and uh, I really, really dug that album. Um, <clears throat> a mutual friend of, of me and Russell's and, and Lindsay's, um, a guy named Kelly, uh, played the first Tame Impala record for me years ago, and uh, that was pretty awesome. Um, all the other stuff, like Wild Nothing and, and, and stuff like that, uh, and Wampire, I kind of like that band Wampire. Uh, they're kind of fucked up, though. But I got into bands like that just through, uh, like, random radio stations on Google Music. You know, playing, like, uh, washed-out playlists or washed-out radio, stuff like that. So, ch like, chill music radio. All right, so that was the episode. You could follow all of our shenanigans and watch while we act as a beer social media account that masquerades as a podcast. Yeah, we have all the socials, as you know. Um, so keep in touch with us. Say hi. We like friends and uh, come hang out here for. All right, that was the episode. You can keep up with all of our lives and... Drunken shenanigans. Drunken shenanigans on social media and the interwebs. Yes, we are, for first and foremost, a beer Instagram pretending to be a podcast Instagram. That's accurate. Yeah, I would say so. Um, so come follow all of our socials. We have all of them. All of them. Uh, we're... Drunken and Cultured Podcast on the Facebook. We are Drunk Uncultured on Twitter. Because Drunk and Uncultured was too long of a name. We are on Instagram as Drunk and Uncultured. And we have a Gmail account slash email, I guess. Gmail is not the right word. Gmail is the right word. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, we have an email account on Gmail. <laughs> Uh, if you want to contact us about any opinions you have, things you want to hear, things that are too long for Twitter, like 200, longer than 280 characters. Or, you know, you just want to say hi. Yeah. So that's drunkanduncultured at gmail.com. We have a kind of website that is drunkandunculturedpodcast.com. Eventually will be a real website. Hopefully. Or maybe never. Maybe you know. not. It might just be something that we own the, the, the domain to and never actually use. <laughs> I make a Spotify playlist for every episode. She so. does. So listen to it. Subscribe. Let Steph feel fulfilled in life and it's validate called, her. It's called Drunk and Uncultured Music. We're on Spotify. And, and it's a good playlist. I listen, I listen to it all the time. I change it every couple of weeks because it's whatever we're listen to, listening to or like it's themed around the episode yeah, sometimes. It's really good usually. Always. Shouldn't say usually. She gave me a mean look. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, we both have our individual socials. Stephanie is at underscore Stephen Color. And Lindsay is at Lindsay Sold Out. So if you like the show, please go online, um, on whatever your favorite podcast streaming service is. Or if we're, you know, reaching you... If you're listening to this illegally somehow, I don't know how. I don't know how. Just, like, subscribe, rate us, like us, leave a review, whatever floats your boat. If we're reaching you, you know, telepathically, just, uh, reach out back at us. 